Hello my spontaneous people, this is Johnny Boy here and welcome to My Culture Mind. This is the show where I talk about anything in the world of modern culture from music, movies, TV, food, and all that stuff. And today, um, I, I understand this is very, very early. Um, uh, if you're seeing this right now, that or listening to this uh, episode right now, um, I will be out of town. So... Uh, from like Friday to Monday, I will be like uh, on a trip to Arizona, so um, I will I will not be uploading um, uploading the episode on Saturday, or I, I couldn't do the recording um, f- on Friday because of um, like busy schedules. So I decided to record it right now, and I, and also there is a lot to talk about. There a lot has happened during the past few days, and, um, and of course, we got some, like, you know, big news today, so if you're listening to this right now, this is, um, May, let's see, let me see, let me see, uh, May 26th, uh, on a Wednesday, so if you're listening to this right now very late, that is why, um, uh, it might be confusing to some of y'all, but yes, it is a Wednesday, usually I upload this, upload these episodes on Saturdays, but, or Fridays, uh, if I'm with a with a friend, uh, like like Jay Money yesterday, I know yesterday, <laughs> last week. So um, I hope you. Anyways, I hope you all enjoy that episode as well. I know that there was a lot to talk about, especially on his end, and he just wanted to like show his excitement for this movie. So <laughs> Osmosis Jones is like you know, uh, pretty much a you know, uh, kind of a classic. <laughs> But anyways, anyways, today I there is so much news that I really want to discuss, and also I missed the opportunity to to, to discuss this last week because I wanted to talk about Snake Eyes, um, but uh, I wasn't able to um, last week. So I will be talking about Snake Eyes. I'll be talking about the Eter- oh, of course, the Eternals. I, I'm gonna talk about the uh, Eternals teaser as well. Um, we and there's so much more that I wanted to talk about, especially this week for Superman and Lois. Oh my God, I can't wait to talk about that. Um, unfortunately, I will not be talking. I will not be talking about the Bad Batch uh, this week's episode, so that will have to be put on hold um, until next week. So I might briefly talk about it in a new episode. So I'm sorry that, um, I will not be covering it this week, but I will definitely try to cover it next week. So yeah, but before I get started, if you are new to the podcast, thank you so much for listening today. This podcast is available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and wherever you can get your podcast. So without further ado, let's start off with the Eternals. I think a lot of people are talking about the Eternals and it's a pretty small uh, pretty short tease I mean it is a teaser so it's not we're not gonna get like full-blown trailer however um, I was very impressed with how it looked what it looked it, it felt more mystical it felt more it felt less like um, like a superhero film this sound like this reminds me of for some reason it reminded me of uh uh, Cloud Atlas, I think it was Cloud Atlas, I believe, um, like, reincarnation or some sort, I don't know much about the Eternals, so I have not read the comics, I have not, 
Um, I don't know the lore of it. All I know is they're called the Eternals. And the fact that they arrived... uh, And the teaser, you would see them on their ship arriving on Earth like, like from like millions of years ago or thousands of years ago. I, I'm not so sure, but you get to see them like from different time periods. The only reason why I know like this movie is coming out is mostly because of Kumail Nanjiani. <laughs> if, you don't, if you don't know what I'm talking about, so Kumail Nanjiani, you probably know him from Silicon Valley, I believe. I think he was on Silicon Valley. He was the uh, the Indian comedian. I think that's what everybody... Uh, Indian? Sorry. Pakistani, like, in, uh, comedian. And, and then... I think everybody was going off on how his uh, transformation, his body transformation, like, he got that Chris Pratt, like, you know, change. For, like I, And the reason why I talked about, like, you know, Chris Pratt is because, like, he was a comedian, actor, like, you know, uh, and then who wasn't really much in shape, and then because of Marvel, he got so much in shape, and that's the same thing that happened with Camille Nagiani, and so it was so... It was so awesome to see that. Like, if you see his body transformation, and if you see his arms, yo, he is jacked. Like, if you see him before, like, you know, like, <laughs> I feel like I'm just going to be talking about Kamel Nanjiani. Like, Kamel really, really worked hard on that. And and it's pretty awesome to see, but anyways, let's, let's go back to the Eternals, we see Angelina Jolie in there, we see, you know what, I did not notice that we would see, um, uh, what's his name, Kit Harrington, yeah, Kit Harrington from Game of Thrones, so I was like, you're getting the Stark brothers in here, <laughs> you're getting the Stark brothers in this, in this movie, so I was so surprised to see that, um, I wonder, I don't know much of the, about the Eternals, like, are they reincarnated, or are they, like, just eternal, Eternals forever, like, do, do they die and come back to life, I, I don't know, I really don't know what to expect, and I think that's the, the excitement of, for this film, is I don't know what's gonna happen, uh, uh, as much as I want to see how it connects to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I just want to see this story unfold, really. Um, I don't know much about these characters. I don't know about this world or, like, this... Uh, what these characters are all about. But I think that's the... the. I think that's a good choice. Why they chose the Eternals is because it's not a big, big property. It's not a big compared to, you know, the Avengers and the Spider-Mans and the Hulks and all that stuff. They're not, like, big properties. However... Um, this gives them room to tell, uh, to have pretty cool, uh, storytelling, so I'm very excited for the Eternals. Um, what I like about the end of the teaser, uh, some kid, um, who is part of the Eternals, now that, uh, Captain America, uh, Iron Man, um, are gone, and like, who is going to lead the Avengers, and then <laughs> Richard Madsen's, like, character was like, I, I, I can do it, and then everybody laughed, and I, I, I think I'm very excited of the family dynamic of, like, you know, this whole group, and, and, 
wow, what is, what a cast, like, you know, this is gonna be, this is gonna be gr- uh, pretty huge, so, uh, but mostly, I'm there, uh, I'm just excited to see what Kumail Nanjiani is for, I, th- I, th- I think I'm just gonna go that for him, um, because he's really interesting, he's really funny, and also, he is a, he's a brilliant actor, too, so, can't wait to see what he, he does, yeah. Alright, now, let's talk about the Snake's Eyes, the Snake Eyes teaser. Now, I, um, this teaser is very short, even for a teaser. This is, like, under a minute or so. But we did see, um, uh, Henry Golding as Snake Eyes. We also see, um, I think it was Storm Shadow. Storm Shadow, I, I think that's his his name, played by my man Andrew Koji from Warriors, and that's another draw. I I, I really am. I, I've talked about. You've heard me talked about like fang fangirling about Warriors for weeks, months, <laughs> but like the fact that I get to see Andrew Koji on the big screen and um, with a you know pretty popular you know franchise as such as this however we've seen we've seen um like the past uh the past gi joe movies and uh, let's let's just say they're not as uh, they're, they're not really considered great movies however however um the fact that uh, but the we all know that snake eyes was the favorite everybody loves snake eyes in gi joe and now the fact that we get to focus more on snake eyes and his origin and i think henry golding or some sort some actor talked about what's this story going to be about so this is like basically trying to solve the mystery of of snake eyes this is an origin story and we're going to figure out why um, Snake Eyes lost his voice, why he is the silent, uh, you know, assassin, you know, why is he like that? Um, and I'm really excited to see that. Um, Henry Golding, I'm just excited for him to show his chops as um, as an action star. We've seen him in Crazy Rich Asians, and we've seen him in uh, that. Mm, Last Christmas with, I think it was called Last Christmas from, uh, with uh, Amelia Clark. So we get to see another side of Henry Golding as an action star. And we saw, um, I think it was on Jimmy Fallon, we saw some, like him practicing his, his sword play. And I'm really excited to see that. Um, Henry Golding, what a fine actor. And I know he has the chops. Um, the chops to do so, so, um, and we get to see more G.I. Joe, um, characters, I think it was Scarlet, I, I think that was her name, played by, um, Samara Weaving, uh, we saw Samara Weaving in, uh, Bill and Ted's, uh, Face of Music, so, um, that's all I know from her, I know she's in, uh, other movies that, was it Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies? I, I, I no, 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 is it? Oh my god, I, I, I don't know. It was just some movie that, like, she played a badass, really, like, you know, in a dress. So, I, I think some weaving will be very interesting to see in this film. Um, so, we get to see, 
it's not just Snake Eyes. We get to see some G.I. Joe characters in the film. So, um, and, and all I know is toys are going to be, th- like, you know, toys are going to be selling, like, you know, <laughs> Snake Eye stuff. I, I remember I wanted to dress up like Snake Eyes for, um, for Halloween just because he's a ninja. Like, I mean, he's a ninja, so, um, like, who wouldn't want to dress up like Snake Eyes? And I know Ray Park. Ray Park, I, I believe he played Snake Eyes in the G.I. Joe films, like, after his, uh, his Darth Maul stuff, so, um, I wonder if Ray Park is going to do more, like, you know, some of the stunt work for this film, um, but we'll see, I, I, I really don't know. Alright, now moving on to some Star Wars, um, <clears throat> we got, uh, we, ha- we have news that Dave Filoni was promoted to executive creative creative director and it just makes sense it really makes sense for Dave Filoni to to take this mantle because um for Dave Filoni to be executive creative director I think a, a lot of people said this that he is going to be like the Kevin Feige of the Star Wars universe at this point he kind of is um <clears throat> most most properties um are from his really um not not just the movies but when it co- when it comes to like storytelling i feel like dave filoni was really impactful in the shows because in the shows you have more lore to tell and i feel like movies you really got to condense it and Sometimes you don't get a lot of that freedom, and it's like, I remember, I remember after watching Clone Wars, I was like, this is fantastic, and then with the Bad Batch and Rebels, like, it really, he, his involvement in the Star Wars universe really, I'm not saying all of his work is perfect, but like, like, some of it made sense, it made sense, and like, the connectivity, like, yes, this shared universe, um, this shared universe and how it really feels like, like the force surrounds us. Like, you know, it, it, if it didn't feel like it's still Star Wars and yet you don't have to talk about, you know, Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader and all that. Like, you know, those are cool things. However, um, Dave Filoni found a way to focus, like to have Star Wars still feel like Star Wars without, involving, you know, the Skywalker saga, and I think that's really fantastic, and the fact that we're gonna have Ahsoka, um, and the Obi-Wan show, I'm, I'm really excited, and Mandalorian, of course, Mandalorian was such a phenomenal show, so I'm very excited to see what Dave Filoni is going to unleash, now that he is the executive creative director, create, creative director, creative director, that means, like, I feel like he is going to oversee some of it, and maybe not deny it, maybe, like, you know, give, like, little hints or, like, some advice to creators who wanted to tell their stories and how it's going to fit the continuity, the canon, but I have, I have total faith, I have total faith in Dave Filoni, I have no doubts whatsoever, I think, like, he is the, 
um, the rightful successor to George Lucas, like because like he was under George Lucas's wing, and I, I trust him. I, I trust him with um, with Star Wars. And if there's bad properties, then I don't know. If there's something that I don't like, <clears throat> I can move on. You know, I can move on really, but we'll just have to wait and see. Alright, um, some other news, a Aaron Taylor Johnson, um, I heard is being cast as Craven the Hunter, now, I, I believe the Venom movies are connected to the, the Spider, uh, the, the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, I, I believe so, uh, if that's so, is Craven the Hunter going to be from a different universe, because I'm basing off of of uh, the fact that Aaron Taylor Johnson played Quicksilver, so I wonder if that's going to be that's going to be explained, or they're just going to have an actor going to play uh, Craven the Hunter. I I was wondering where does Craven fit? Is he going to be in the Venom films, or is he going to be in the Spider-Man films? I heard he's going to be in the Spider-Man films, but however. To cast him this late, um, I don't know. It, I, now I feel like they're just throwing in stuff, like which made me. Uh, I mean, I mean, I have no doubt that Craven the Hunter is is not gonna like. I have no doubt that he's gonna do it like a horrible. I don't think he's gonna do a horrible job. However, the planning for. Spider-Man 3, if he's going to be in Spider-Man 3, I feel like this is, to me, it felt like, it felt pretty late for him to, the, to add him to the film. Again, I don't know if this, if this is true. A lot of people said that Aaron Taylor Johnson is Craven, uh, Craven the Hunter. Everybody say it's true, so, I'm just giving my thoughts. Usually I said like, ah, this doesn't feel true. Any news story, even if they said confirmed, um, I still don't believe it. Even if they announced that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire is in, really in this film, I am, I'm holding, you know, holding it. I'm saving it till I actually go to the movies. But yeah, so I have not much to say about uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson as Craven the Hunter. Um, I know he could be swole, and I know uh, he's a he's a pretty good actor. Um, not many people give him credit for his acting abilities, but he is a pretty, pretty damn good actor. So, yeah. Alright, now, let's move on to some TV, especially the CW. Black Lightning just had its finale. And this felt more of a season finale than a series finale. However, however... This show was it, it is an imperfect imperfect show. However, like they really did something for a CW show that is so different. And the fact that it does share a universe with Arrow and the Flash and all that, like it, this doesn't feel like Arrow or the Flash. Like it, it's its own thing. It's its own vibe. And the fact that it ended so, I'm not going to talk about it too much. I'm just going to talk about my favorite parts. Like, for example, um, Jefferson, like, Black Lightning, when he... So, I'm sorry. 
going to spoiler territory. Um, so if you have not watched the finale, uh, just, you know, probably don't listen to this. Anyways, um, Black Lightning, after, like, he was basically beaten almost to death uh, by Tobias, and then basically, he was buried alive. When he was buried alive, that was some cold stuff. Like, that was some cold shit. And, And then it was up to the family the Pierces and Uncle Gamby to find the power emitter like that's been dampening uh, power dampers or whatever that's been dampening their powers and then after they turned it on and then when and when Black Lightning just came out of the grave that was that was awesome when he came out of the coffin and then he's just like in his suit like damn straight damn straight and I know it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome to see now the fight scene between Black Lightning and Tobias, it did feel short, however, I I also feel like that is also necessary, because I, I don't expect, like, this, this huge, huge fight scene whatsoever, I feel like the fact that it ended the way it did, this, did this episode feel rushed? Kinda, yeah, however, um... I'm also not mad of it as well. And they explained pretty well about Jennifer or JJ. It turns out, spoiler alert, JJ is the ion sphere. Like, you know, like, you know, the particles of the, um, the, the ion sphere and is not the real Jennifer. Jennifer was still, um, in, like, in the ion sphere in space and, like, didn't get out. And the fact that we, and the fact that we get to see her and JJ fighting it off, that was, that was the highlight, because I wanted Jen back, she was such, even though the show is called Black Lightning, this show is really, like, really about her and coming out, coming out as a really powerful character, like, you see, you see all of her flaws, you see all of her struggles, and yet you see what her talents. She be, she started off as like I don't want I don't want these powers, and then and then when Jen comes back, you see her like a fully fledged superhero, very, like at her own right. Um, no offense to Anissa as Thunder, but I feel like she's already fully developed. Like in a, I, she only had like you know. Uh, a suit but you see Jennifer like knowing what she's doing like she knew what to do and the, and when she absorbed like JJ or the ionosphere like you know the fact that she's just like oh you're part of me now like that was awesome i feel like i feel like that was the highlight and also we get to see the fate of painkiller now, Painkiller, we were told that we're, we're supposed to get a spinoff. That's not going to happen, which is very unfortunate because I was looking to, uh, looking forward to it. But um, TC was talking to Khalil and Painkiller like, hey, um, there is something that you could do like in order to make things all right. We could erase your memories. Uh, or at least erase 
the image of the peers so that so that they would be safe. However, if they remove the memories, then Painkiller wants to kill the peers. It's like, you know, it's still in there, ingrained into him. So I Khalil had to make the choice of just removing their removing his his memories of the times with Jen and the Pierces, but he he's doing it for the sake of of protecting them, and I think that's a noble thing to do. And I think and I think they did that because Painkiller is not going to be a show anymore. Um, I feel like they had to wrap that up. Maybe um, it is very unfortunate that we're not going to get a spinoff, but. Or maybe they made that decision before they just decided to call quits for the pile of, for the, for the painkiller show. Still, still, we got some good stuff from painkiller. And even though we're not getting a show, at least we got some of that goodness in Black Lightning. So, I'm going to miss Black Lightning. It was a very interesting show, especially with, like, and it's very relevant. It's such a relevant show. Uh, of its time. However, now we're going to move on to some other shows, and that is, and then we're going to move on to this show. Oh my god, this show is so fantastic! Superman and Lois. This is by far, right now, my favorite show. Um, my favorite show so far um, until Warrior comes back. Superman and Lois. My god, I am just eating this this the show up every time they have to cut and be like oh wait till next week i get so upset because i don't want this show to end there is so much stuff so use uh i'm not gonna go into deep in depth of it i'm just gonna talk about the spoiler stuff that like you know you the viewer viewers probably want to hear so we finally know the identity of Captain Luthor. So he goes by Captain Luthor, but also he goes by another name. John John Henry. Uh John Henry Irons. He is steel. And the fact that he got the hammer, like, like whoa! Whoa! He got like so basically basically he went to lois and like say hey bring me superman i want superman and then when and basically when when captain luthor john whatever you want to call him when he set up a trap and and he used like these like red suns like red sun stuff um and then superman is cornered he can't do anything and jordan is still trying to concentrate on his powers like for example Last week, he had, like, he was just listening to all the sounds of the Earth, really. And now he has to narrow it down, like, the sounds, so that he can save his father. So, after when... After when Jordan got mad at Jonathan for... They weren't... Like, he thought that him and Sarah were flirting, even though that's totally not true. And then John had, a, basically, a fight, and... But they sort of reconnected after after saving. They ba- they basically saved Superman. They saved um, their father from from getting getting killed. So that is very awesome to see from super uh, from Superman and Lois. Were 
we get to see the development of Jordan and John becoming heroes of their own, saving Superman. That is a big, big move. Like, that's a big step, like, you know, for, for a lot of people. Um, and what I what I find interesting is, yes, and we get to see more of, of uh, John Henry Irons' background of what happened to Lois at the... Um, at the other universe, uh, at the other, yeah, the other world, and I didn't, we didn't know this, he had a daughter too, what happened to the daughter, was she killed too, so I feel like he lost his entire family because of Superman, and that is his motive, I wonder, I wonder if he believes that Superman was one of the supermen that invaded his world. And we didn't just see one super evil superman. We saw lots of superman destroying the city. And I'm like, that is more horrifying than what we... That is more horrifying than the apocalypse of Zack Snyder. They just had one superman to do that. But imagine... A ton of Superman destroying the city. That is some cold shit. And yet they found like the warmth, like the balance between darkness and like family, like emotional stuff. Like this is so good. This show is so good. I mean, man, I wish I could talk more about this show. Like, Oh my god, I, I could just go on and on how good this show is, and the more this show is so good, the less interested I am in The Flash. I watched The Flash, and this is the mid-season finale, and I was just like, eh, it was alright. I'm just excited for Impulse and, um, um, Excess, or Nora, coming back to the show, so that is what I'm looking forward to, but other than that... Superman and Lois, my god, this show is awesome. And if we get to see a full steel suit with the hammer, I am more than welcome to, like, I'm more than happy to see that. Ah, ah, <laughs> this show is so good. This show is so good. Man, I'm just tired right now. I'm really tired. I, I really need to take a nap. <laughs> But I really want to get this episode out of the way so that, like, I can provide something and not leave you uh, leave y'all empty-handed. So, yeah. Alright, that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, click follow whatever podcast services you are listening to this to. Share this podcast to anyone you know. It really means a lot. It really helps a lot. And until next time, so long. Farewell. Take care. Bye-bye.